Hey there, hi there, ho there. We are racing to the movie theater. We have like five minutes. This is very impromptu. We were going to do a review on Brie Larson's Unicorn Store, but as of yesterday, this fan fiction piece of garbage came out after Anna Todd. Yeah, and we're going to go see it. It's only showing at a movie theater like 10 minutes away from us. We're, we're pushing it a little, but I don't think anybody's going to be seeing this movie. Same. So. Especially at 2.20. Yeah. Also, this is me and Katie's second movie together. Oh, yeah. We saw Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. We should do more movies more often. <laughs> <laughs> we should do this more often because I'm totally not stressed out right now. Katie's having an adrenaline rush. And there are people who've never driven a day in their life, apparently. Apparently not. It, it, it's horrible around here and I feel a little sick from that coffee and she threw a key at a librarian I feel bad okay (laughs) I didn't even lock the door and then we joined the track and field team yes for like 10 feet and then we ran out of breath I really hope they can hear the hum of the car the hum of the open road oh my gosh can this I know we're going 50 but can we go 55 can this truck with carpet material speed it up carpet's gonna hit us in the windshield it'll be like final destination Mm -hmm. Final Destination on the way to see after. Oh, I am not looking forward to this, but I kind of am at the same time. I think this will provide better content than Unicorn Store. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do the review over this, because next couple weeks we can't meet up. Mm -mm. But we'll we'll, we'll make it work. Really. Hey, ladies. Let's not be breaking all wild and willy-nilly. I always get to move with you super early. Like, 15 minutes early. So this is, like, really stressing me out. Well, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that the trailers and previews will give us a little bit of cushion. Yeah. At least, you know, 5 to 10 minutes. Or at least the beginning of the movie is just something we don't need. Yeah, it's probably just going to be who is Harden Scott. It's literally like the beginning of Unicorn Star where she just shows home videos of her as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, do we really need to I don't need this to understand the plot. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was really... That seemed like Brie Larson. I think that was. Some of the clips were definitely I mean, who her. else could it be? Because some of them, they looked like her. If anyone knows, please inform me. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Unicorn Store just a little bit until we... Um, I guess we can do that on our commute. Yeah. Hopefully we get the right exit. Unicorn Store. Guys, it is a green light. Let's, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Unicorn Store is an artsy flick by our favorite, Brie Larson. And she really took the term artsy like way too far i'm talking glitter on the soles of the feet Mm -hmm. it's seriously there's glitter on her feet yes and i don't really understand her character it just it seems like somebody who literally never grew up she plays an artist named kit a failed artist a failed artist she's in school and she gets kicked out because her unicorn painting not good enough Mm -hmm. not because her professor who put a stick in a box was which sounds very inappropriate but it was a literal stick inside yeah. of a literal box. In a quarter mile, turn right onto... I can't wait to edit that out. <sighs> yeah, we should totally... We, need, we really need to edit that out. We don't want people to know where we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she flunks out, moves back in with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Who are nature people. It's the mom from... Uh, that show. Shameless. Shameless. Who... Karen's mom. Who is also... Been. I mean, but like, you gotta love her. She's been in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I know the actress's name, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah. 
Sorry I'm not talking so much. I'm trying to concentrate. I can't do drive. I can't do two things at once. People can like talk, eat, do their makeup, and drive at the same time. Sorry. I'm sorry. Speeding up. You can go behind me. <laughs> I'm not pulling over. She fails and she wants to get a unicorn and Samuel L. Jackson's in it. He has a weird... I feel bad for Samuel L. Jackson. I feel like they did Captain Marvel together and Bree's like, oh my gosh, I'm directing a movie. You want to be in it? He's like, I guess. He's in everything though. That's true. But uh, she takes a temp job at a PR agency to be an adult. And in a half mile, take exit. And yeah, it's that. Okay. And what else happens? She gets somewhat sexually harassed by her boss. Yeah, you could tell early on that because she has a very childlike mind that she doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Take exit. And we were trying to determine if she had a mental health disorder. It. In a quarter s- mile, use any lane to turn left on. Use any. any I don't lane think you can turn any lane to turn left. I mean, okay. I'm gonna do. I guess the leftmost. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, because we're turning left. We're making a pattern. Red, white, red. <gasps> that is true. A pattern. Anyone who says pattern like that. Pattern. Stop. Pattern. Pattern. <laughs> or people that say poem, they say poem. Poem. Hate it. But yeah, she gets that unicorn at the end and gives it up for her boyfriend, Virgil. I didn't think there'd be an actual unicorn. I, I thought it'd be one of those things where she learned a lesson, like, you you need to grow up. That's not, these things aren't real. Like, this guy was really scamming you. She starts to learn how to cope with failure because when she gets uh, kicked out of art school, mm-hmm. she takes on that temp agency to, you know, prove to her parents that she can eat kale, she can pay bills, mm-hmm. and then... She loses that job because of a failed vacuum cleaner pitch. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Which is really odd. Also, one thing about this movie I didn't understand. Why are people calling her selfish? I get that, like, she was a little selfish, but that wasn't her biggest problem. Are we moving? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm sorry. I just... I, <laughs> we. In a quarter mile, turn left. Okay, I think we... Is yeah. that Bojank? No, I don't think it is. That's Buffalo Wild. No, behind it. Uh, that's Red Robin. Oh, I got excited. Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> I've been over here before, I think, one time. You, only one time? Yeah. Wow. We have one minute. Well, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, sorry I interrupted. <laughs> this <laughs> is where we leave you. Until yep. after, after uh, the movie. Hopefully, if we yeah. get tickets. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is after, after. We are back with our review one week later. We've had time to uh, ruminate, marinate on this, if you will. While. Last time you heard from us, we were racing to the theater in my car. Maybe heard a little road rage. I apologize for that. But today, we come to you. Um, so humbly to give you our review of this great movie titled After. So the movie starts with our protagonist, Tessa, a.k.a. Tesla, Young. I thought her last name was Brooks, but it's apparently Young. Well, Tessa Brooks is the person who gets us all shook. 
remember. Although I did think it was Tessa Brooks too. But no, that is the YouTuber. This is Tessa, or as you said, Tesla Young. Elon Musk, did he advertise in this movie? No, but we are going to call her Tesla for now on. So, young Tesla is prepping to get ready for her first semester of college at the University of Atlanta. Her, her mom, her high school senior boyfriend Noah from the Ark are packing up her room, getting the last few bits and bobs, as Hero would say together and they drive on down she meets her roommates Steph or I said roommates there's only one there's only one she meets her roommate Steph who is edgy she smokes one of those well smokes is that the correct terminology should I have said vape I think vape would be the appropriate term don't want all those jewelers coming after us saying we don't smoke this isn't bad for us, even though it kind of is. Well, she pulls out her vape juice and offers Tessa a hit, if you will, even though her mom is still standing there. We also get introduced to Steph's girlfriend, Tristan, who I heard is actually a guy in the books, but I'm here for the LGBT uh, representation, even though Pia Mia, who plays Tristan, is only in the movie for a total of maybe... 60 seconds the only reason she's in this movie is because at night when they're sleeping you know the old college stereotype in uh, movies or tv shows that your roommate has a boyfriend or girlfriend they come over they sneak in the room and then the other roommate is quietly sleeping in the corner and is disturbed the only reason pme is in this movie is because they are lesbians and she's like oh my goodness lesbians in my room i am in a grown-up world lesbians near my twin xo bed the horror didn't know what to say <laughs> the hand thing makes it so awkward i feel like because now i don't know what to say you, you you go ahead with the summary okay so mom gets introduced mom is concerned because her little baby girl is about to move in with a bunch of and her mom looks like Lori Loughlin. That's just a side note. She looks very similar to her. Did she pay the school to get her in there? I mean, probably because she was ready to break her and harden up in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. She was like, sorry, I need to put the hand. Uh, <laughs> we should we should probably clarify about the hands. So we're doing this like new thing. And whenever you want to speak, you have to click on this hand. Just telling the other person, shut up. It's my turn. This is our first fully remote podcast other than the intro. So this is an interesting experience. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of pauses. We don't know when to speak. We're too afraid to talk over one another because when we talk over one another, we can't hear each other. But anyway, <laughs> you know, me and Katie thought that Tessa and her boyfriend Noah from the Ark were brother and sister. But they were not, definitely not. Mm-mm, no. Um, he just seemed too close to her mom to be just her boyfriend. I've said, I've probably said this a thousand times, but nobody's been around to hear it except for Taylor. So Taylor's probably tired of me saying it. That he's just like, he just seems more of a son to her, I guess. Which is kind of, which is still weird. It reminds me of... In the Flash, when Barry 
has this crush on Iris, even though they're kind of adoptive siblings and they eventually marry. Is that weird? I feel like that's weird. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's some Brandon and Callie right there. I don't know. Or it could be like Twilight, where, I mean, seriously, um, Rosalie and Emmett are together, but they're adoptive siblings. But not really, I guess, just because they were already grown when they met. This movie does have a a parallel to Twilight because it begins in the woods and Tessa has this weird monologue about before I met him, everything was just bland and dull. And then after I met him, it was just after or something like that. It does have that sulky uh, female lead monologue that life was just so depressing and gray before I met him. And then everything was just exciting and bright and colorful after I met him. Should we get into uh, the first day of class? Why not? Let's begin. So, first day of class. Can't really remember. I think it was some economics class, if I'm correct. Correct me if it isn't. But um, her and Landon, who she just met, show up to class super early. They're like the early kids. You know, it's 8 a.m., but they're probably here at like 7.55. Professor walks by, and he's like, you guys are here early. And then he opens the door, and they go in. And one second later, everybody else starts piling in, as if they just appeared there. They were not early. They were not special like everybody else. Arrived literally half a second before everyone else got there. But I need to add that Katie and I were rooting for our girl Tesla to end up with Landon, who is apparently supposed to be Liam from the original 1D fanfic. The fact that this, it's, I don't know if I could say, it's not based on real people, but when Anna Todd wrote this, she imagined real people in this book. It just feels weird to think that this was I mean, you know the guys from One Direction know this is about them. And that can, that has to be creepy. Are they even aware though? Because I feel as though a lot of celebrities that have fanfic written about them are kind of just like, Ugh, not even going to go there. But I feel like this one, it does because this is probably the most popular fan fiction out there. And they've probably been asked about it at some point in their lives. Maybe, but she definitely said she never wanted to meet them. But I wasn't mad about that. Anyway, following their economics class, I think there's some kind of montage or something because, you know, the way time passes in this movie is ridiculous. But she gets back, I think it's been like a week or something, and her helicopter mom calls her just to make sure, you know, she's not pregnant, she's still alive, she's still going to class or whatever. And Tessa's, you know, living her life, having one of those stress showers, wiping her face with a Neutrogena wipe that is clean every single time. And then she makes it back to her room, but oh no, her clothes are wet because she's dumb and didn't hang them properly. She just thought she could just put them on the rack, not not even the rack, the hanger, as if clothes can just magically do that without clothes hangers. And they're soaking wet in a pile of shower water. And she's like, oh dang. So she walks into the dorm with her towel on and then there's... Harden, just sitting there 
And she's like, oh my goodness, this is scary. A boy in my dormitory. <laughs> you know, she's just living her truth in her bed, bath, and beyond towel. And she looks in the mirror and, oh no, a boy. Ah! I mean, that's probably how I'd react too, though, so I'm not even going to hate on her. But he's reading on her twin XL bed. And he's reading a book that we've all read. I think it's safe to say we've all read it. The Great Gatsby. Pretentious 101. I feel as though people just like The Great Gatsby these days because of the movie. Because it has Leo in it. The Great Leo. Do you think that's how he'll be remembered? The Great Leo? That's not my favorite role he's ever been in. I definitely prefer Titanic and several other roles that he's done. So the problem with Great Gatsby is that... We we said this the first time we tried recording this, but I'll just say it again. So people in high school who've never read a book before, they think they're so intellectual when somebody asks them, what is your favorite book? And they say, The Great Gatsby. Like, no, you were forced in probably junior level literature to read The Great Gatsby. You hated it just like everybody else. I'm an English major and I hate The Great Gatsby. I'm sorry. I mean, it's an interesting concept. There are parts that I do like, but overall, it's not a fun book to read. I would agree on that. The The kids that say The Great Gatsby is their favorite book are the kids who've only ever read The Very Hungry Caterpillar and Judy B. Jones. Jade. That's the tea. They only like it because of flappers in the 1920s, but that's beside the point anyway tessa comes up in her bb and b towel turns around and says hey i think you've got the wrong room and our boy what is his name harden says you know i actually don't because i'm a literature major and i know how to read numbers and tessa's like well you gotta get out fam because i'm wearing a towel and he's like uh you know, I'm familiar with the female anatomy. I'm not leaving. This boy got a little too confident a little too quick. So Steph wants Tessa to go out, have some fun, probably her first week of class. And she's like, you gotta come to the party with us. Tessa's like, nah, I just want to read. And she eventually agrees. And she strolls up in this house party with her little church dress on church dress that you would wear to your church's christmas party it's red it's got a little bit of a jeep v it's got some lacy sleeves on it so maybe not too christmassy i guess or too church but she strolls up hardens there he's making out with some girl named molly and they're like you want to play truth or dare She's like, isn't that a kid's game? Now I'm like, girl, you just got to catch up with the times. And they try to get my girl all liquored up, even though she doesn't drink. And basically, this is a scene that's pivotal to the movie because it's what ties everything together in the end. But this is also the scene where we meet the crew. So as Katie said, Harden is making out with Molly, a.k.a. Mila Kunis Jr. And then we meet Zed who is some guy who's totally irrelevant, doesn't matter. We have Steph, who we've already met, Pia Mia, who plays Tristan. We have Tattoo Man, who it was named, I cannot remember. 
But they're all together. They're all at the party. And then who gets to pick Dare? Tessa. And what is she dared to do? Make out with Harden. <gasps> the scandal. And she's like, no, I don't want to. He's, I don't know what, what does he say to it? I don't remember. I'm not sure his exact line, but he's pretty much down to do this, right? He's like, okay, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's smooch or whatever so I can get on with my life. And she just kind of hesitates. It's the longest Edward Cullen-esque scene that I've ever seen. And it doesn't happen because Tesla is done playing this game. Also, it needs to be noted that Molly is recording the whole thing on her little Android with some high-quality video. She's planning to play it back so she'll know any time that her man who isn't her man Harden steps out on her she has his footage for blackmail but Tessa's like running up the stairs to this house that she doesn't even know and everyone downstairs is like oh I like this girl she's like she's totally wild she turned down Harden blah 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 and she walks upstairs to whose bedroom? Harden's. Wait, I, wait, why is everybody British to you? Harden's the only one that's British. Oh, you know, they all are in my head. Yeah, she shows up in what has to be Harden's room because it has a giant British flag in it. And he has to show his allegiance to his true country because apparently we're at a time of war between the UK and the United States in my head. And there's so many books there. And she's looking through and she's like so fascinated. She's like, whose room could this be? Who has so many books? What an intellectual. And Harden's like, what are you doing in here? There she is in her hands, a copy of Wuthering Hats. And of course, our boy Harden is one of those poetry different boys who has to recite everything, even though no one asked him to. And she just stands there, and he's like, I believe you owe me a dare. And she's like, oh, God, not the dare again. And then he leans in. And, you know, they're about to get wild. And as the trailer would hint, he slides the book up her thigh. But this doesn't make it into the movie, because apparently there's different versions for different countries. So I feel like I can sue for a misleading trailer. We need the money to fly out to the UK and to see our money's worth of this movie. I did not pay probably $20 total, including the popcorn, just to see no sliding up the thigh. Isn't that the truth? So if you want to support our mission to get to London, feel free to click our Patreon link that doesn't exist in the description. So I don't really remember what happens afterwards. Do, do they go to literature class afterwards or do you have that written down? I don't know. You have the list. Okay, so afterwards, she does turn him down because keep in mind, she does have a boyfriend at this point, even though he's still in high school. Uh, so I think the next scene is the literature class, which she also has with Landon. And of course, Harden's in there because he's a lit major. And this is what we thought the most iconic line from the trailer would be in. The line that says, who is Harden Scott? But... It was not in there. And that is what we were waiting for the entire time. We almost cried because this was not in the movie. 
I feel like I was cheated and lied to because they say it two times in the trailer. They say, interesting question, who is Harden Scott? And I did see a Q&A with Josephine and Hero where someone asked them about this, like, who says that line? And they were like, I don't know. But this is the pivotal debate scene. So they're debating over Pride and Prejudice. I don't really remember the whole argument, but it was um, some woman and some man. And, you know, I almost said Josephine. Uh, Tesla over here, she's got to defend the woman. You know, she's got to be the feminist. And then Hero or Hardin has to defend the man. Yeah, so it starts with the professor asking, you know, who's read this book over the summer? It's Pride and Prejudice. Not a book that I've read, so I have very limited info on it. But Hardin is kind of smart-alecky and says uh, Elizabeth Bennet was basically super clingy to the male protagonist whose name escapes me at the moment. And Tessa fires back and says, oh, like he's lucky to have her, blah, blah, blah. And this kind of goes back and forth for a little bit. But our big issue is that Harden is a senior, supposedly, who uh-huh. should be, you know, gearing up to graduate, getting ready to leave. So all of his literature english-based classes as a senior would be upper division why is tessa here or this could be the intro to literature class so why is he there because his father the chancellor of the university of atlanta came through and said listen my boy can take whatever classes he wants to i'm not sure but it's also good to know that landon and uh, Hardin are going to be stepbrothers because Landon's mom is going to marry the Chancellor of the University of Atlanta, who is Hardin's dad, as you said. And can it be noted that when Landon's mom makes her appearance, neither of us knew that was Landon's mom. I was looking at the woman and she's light. She has a light complexion of her. And I was like, Maybe this is Hardin's mom who's showing up to her ex-husband's wedding, oddly enough. And then she talks about her son, Landon. And I was like, huh? And that's not to say that she couldn't be Landon's mom. Like, Landon could be biracial. Landon could be adopted. We don't know Landon's story. But before she said anything, I automatically assumed it was Hardin's mom. But we were wrong. That's okay. I just assumed... Oh, I heard myself back. Yeah, like you said, biracial, adopted, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not even that big of a point in the movie. But after what it, what goes on after the literature class scene? Okay, so our girl Tesla leaves and she's ranting to Landon about how stupid Hardin is and how much of a jerk he is. And he rolls out and is like, hey, baby girl, I want to take you to the woods, girl. I want to show you what it's like to ride with a boy who wears all black yeah so they show up at his secret spot which is in the woods which i guess is an homage to twilight or something or just a ripoff and it's this little lake i guess a pond a very big pond and he they want he wants to go swimming and he's like this is where i think and he's like, I'm just going to slip off my Ramones t-shirt and show you all my tats, baby. Look at this boat on my shoulder. 
Look at this tree on my side. I am a tattoo god. That's probably what he's thinking. And he's like, don't worry, the water doesn't bite. And she says, um, I've already dealt with enough peer pressure for the week. I don't need this. And then he says, you could use my shirt. And she's like, okay. Parallel, I guess, to the beginning where she's like, oh, don't look at me. Ah, She's like, can I get some privacy? And he turns around and still sneaks a peek. She jumps in the water. The first of many kissing montages. Montages? What? Montages? (laughs) Montages. Begins. And it's really awkward because they're in the water and she's kind of bobbing up and down a lot. And (laughs) yes. His eyes are open, which is uncomfortable. He's staring at her lips the entire time as if he doesn't know what he's doing and he needs some guidance, which really she should be the one with the guidance. But, you know, I was thinking when you mention that he still he was still looking when she's like, I need some privacy, please. Is this movie supposed to be like, oh my goodness, scandalous? Because it sounds more as if um, this is very unhealthy is this supposed to be just a scandalous relationship? What is this supposed to be? You know, in my Puritan beliefs, I think they should have put a sensor bar over her blue bra strap because I didn't need to see that. But I freaking forgot about the silent scene. Do you remember that? He's like, I want to show you something. And they both go underwater. And I'm like, what's going on? And then he comes up. He's like, the silence. Don't you hear it? Or something stupid like that. I honestly thought when they went under, he was going to show her something very inappropriate. And then they came up back up and she seemed confused and not shocked. So I was thinking, what was that? And he said, it was the silence. And I was like, Bleh. this is just disgusting. Speaking of uh, inappropriate and Bleh. freaking. Okay, so they get out of this water to continue their day together. And, you know, he's putting his clothes on she's putting her clothes on which doesn't make sense because they're both like wet from the water they're just putting on i don't know that's just dumb to me but things get intimate she tries to hold his hand and then he turns around and his hand is going places and she's all like (laughs) and then he's all like you've never been touched before and that's when my body developed an anaphylactic shock and i said i can't do this anymore his lines in this movie are just horrendous to begin with not surprisingly when she's having her little intimate moment things must come to a screeching halt she goes to a little lunch slash dinner day i don't really know what time of day it is at this point and she's eating with harden asking him questions he's being kind of pretentious and like how do you get to know somebody by asking them just a bunch of random trivial questions like what my favorite color is blah 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 blah. and then he makes fun of her because she doesn't like ketchup like all americans do apparently i don't know didn't realize that was a stereotype but his squad rolls up and they're like harden what are you doing here what are you doing here what are you doing with this little freshman and Molly is all over him. She's like, this is my man, but not officially my man. And didn't he, didn't Harden give the keys of his car to Tesla? Not an actual Tesla, but to our girl Tesla. Yes, he does indeed give his car keys to his souped up Honda Civic uh, to tes- Tesla 
for her to, you know, escape the situation. And she just kind of hangs out while Harden clears the air with his toxic friends. And when he finally comes up, she's like, are you embarrassed to be with me? Why are you acting like this? Why can't you just tell them that you're hanging out with me? And he's like, look, I don't date. I don't like dating. I don't trust these females. And she's like, well, I have a boyfriend anyway, so it doesn't even matter. I was going to tell him, and I was going to break up with him because of you. And he's like, don't break up with your little high school boyfriend because of me. I didn't ask you to do that. I mean, he does have a point where it's where he says, I didn't ask you to break up with your little boyfriend. But he was, like, I mean, he made out with her. He was flirting with her, obviously. But she shouldn't be breaking up with her boyfriend for this little this little senior who thinks he's so special because he reads a great Gatsby. I agree with you. He did have a point of telling her like, hey, I'm not telling you what to do. You just made your own choices. But at the same time, I do think he kind of took advantage of her and her feelings because he keeps having these whiplash moments of I want to be with you, but also I don't because I'm afraid of commitment. This is a very toxic relationship that I do not support. But I support seeing this movie if it means getting a good laugh. Agreed. So, as we can predict, her high school boyfriend comes to college to visit his BB girl. And this happens to be the night of the bonfire. In which everything goes down, I guess. I'm going to be completely honest. I forgot the scene was even in the movie. And I don't really remember what happened in this movie. Or this, this scene, I should say. Well... She breaks him along, and the tattoo guy, whose name I don't remember, is there. And he tries to plant one on our girl Tesla. And she's kind of like, hey, back off. And Noah from the Ark is like, hey, you don't touch my girl like that. You don't, you don't come up on her like that. Even though he's a literal twig. And then Harden just, like, starts beating up everybody and ends up with a black eye. A black eye that the movie tries to make us think has been there for a while. Even though it's only been, like, one day. Because this movie relies on montages very heavily to tell the story. Which I think is kind of cheating. If they would have tacked on an extra 15-20 minutes to this movie, they wouldn't have had to rush so much. I thought it was a cut on his lip. I thought it was both. Maybe it was both. Whatever. Well, they retreat back to Tessa's dorm, her and Noah from the Ark, and they're both laying in her twin XL bed, which is not big enough for the two of them. When Landon calls and says, hey, I need you to get over to my place ASAP. It's this big fancy mansion place, and you know, there's beer bottles everywhere, or wine bottles, or whatever. There's alcohol everywhere. There's glass on the ground. And we see Hardin sitting by the pool. He's angry. Tesla's like, are you okay? And he says, no. But I don't exactly remember why. Was it because that his dad is getting married to Landon's mom? I think that and just the events of the night of seeing her with her boyfriend. But he's drinking uh, some Jack Daniels Tuda Sue whiskey. And he throws the bottle down next to their $80 billion pool. And Tessa, like a true idiot, starts sweeping up the glass shards with her bare hands. And of course she cuts herself because that's what happens when you touch glass. It doesn't matter how um doesn't matter how carefully you pick it up, it's you know, it, it it's gonna cut you. So 
They see the cut on her hand, and he's like, oh my god, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, we gotta stitch that up. So they run up to his billion-dollar room, and he's patching it up. He's probably got some alcohol pads. He's probably cleaning it up, you know, taking those precautions so she doesn't get some sort of infection when things get a little steamy. I feel as though you remember this movie a lot more than I do. I know that they end up in his bedroom or something. But I don't remember for what. I don't really, I don't remember any of it. I think I was laughing too much. Well, they initially go up there to fix her hand. And she says something about, oh, like, we need to just be friends or whatever. And he's like, I don't think I can just be friends with you or something like that. And things get steamy. It starts getting a little, a little kissy-wissy. And he starts getting wild. And then it's the next morning. Tessa is doing the walk of shame back to her dorm when she runs into who noah from the ark noah is not happy he thinks they did the devil's tango he's like are you kidding me are you kidding me you've been to college for what like a month and you're already doing the devil's tango with harden are you kidding me do you know the reputation harden has are you kidding me so you've been telling me ever since you got here you've been going to big kid parties and drinking alcohol without me but i think it's important to mention that her boyfriend was being annoying from the get-go because he kept texting her and bothering her the whole time and i was like oh my god yeah remember at the party where she texted him because she got really uncomfortable and um he was all, he was, like, not supportive of her at all. He's like, were, did you drink? And she said, well, a little bit. But that's because people were pressuring her to do so. He's like, wow, I'm disappointed in you. Not that I think you should come to the pressure of others, but also, here, this is another unrealistic aspect of this movie. If you tell people that you don't drink, they're normally not, like, they don't really care. They're just kind of like, oh, okay, she doesn't drink. And then the conversation moves on. No one's like, oh, my God, you don't drink? <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, nobody, at least since I've been in college, nobody's been like, you don't drink? <laughs> I have had people ask me if I smoke. Not like cigarettes, but, you know, the marijuana or the jewel or the vaping or whatever they do. And I'm like, no. And they're like, really? I mean, there's definitely always going to be a crowd of people who are kind of judgy about that. But for the most part, I would say people don't really care. So what happens after? I mean, obviously, do they break up? Well, I think it's implied when he, when Harden stalks up behind her and Noah kind of connects two and two and says, oh, So this is what you've been doing around. You've been going out with Ramon's t-shirt boy. So he hops in his car. Tess is out here running around like a little trollop. And then this is the part that really gets me. Noah tells Tess's mom about the situation, which I thought was out of line. Because why bring her mom into your relationship? Yeah, and what I also found weird is that when he... When Noah left, Tessa just, she was sad about it, but her and Harden actually, they started messing around more and they were hanging out more, I guess, getting together more. So, well, I heard a beeping. So she was in her dorm room with Harden and, you know, things were getting a little steamy in there. Things were being taken off and then out of nowhere, her mother walks in on them, which has to be the most embarrassing thing 
but you didn't lock your door. Just saying. And how did she get into those dorms? Was it the dorm or was this when they moved into the apartment? No, this would be the dorm, I think. Because how else would her mom know where she was? Oh, yeah, you're right. Because when her mom finds out what she's been up to in her spare time, because it sure hasn't been studying, that's for sure. She's like, you're going to break up with that little trash can British boy right the heck now. Or mommy is going to pull out with these financial aid options and you're going to be on your own, sweetie. Here's the thing. I, I don't really side with anyone because on one hand, um, we don't know what Tessa's grades are like. If her grades are perfect and she's still with Harden, I don't see why she couldn't just stay with him and be fine. But... I mean, if her grades are slipping, her mom's got to be like, you know, you got you to gotta break up with that boyfriend. I'm paying for the school. If you're going to start failing because of this boy, because of your stupid actions, then I'm just pulling out. On one hand, I get that because, you know, you're relying on your mom's money to fund your education. But also you're an adult who is like entitled to make certain decisions. And her mom wouldn't even know if Noah hadn't have told her, you know, so... That is kind of Tessa's falling out with her mom, and Tessa chooses Harden. Her mom says, hey, this kid's going to break your heart, and you're going to be on your own. So she leaves, pulls out her money, and Harden's like, well, my dad's chancellor of the school, baby. We can work this out. So he's supposed to be watering plants for this professor who's on sabbatical. And they move into this professor's apartment, which, as Nina Elise would say, is an Urban Outfitters set. It had probably a thousand plants in there it was very um I guess I don't know like a lofty modern setting with the bathtub in the middle of the floor which I thought was kind of provocative a little weird this apartment also seemed very small I don't know but there's this whole montage of them just you you know doing couple things I guess they're in the bathtub, they're in the bed, they're, I, I really don't remember what they were doing. It was just a whole montage of them being cute, I guess. And this cues my montage rant. So normally with a movie, uses a montage. They're doing it to show the passage of time quickly. But this is not even passage of time. It's like an hour has gone by and it's a montage. Yeah, the timing in this movie, I don't really understand. But should we get to the whole reveal part? You know, what really was this whole relationship about? It's the reveal. Tessa is chilling on the bed. Harden's phone is buzzing away on the table. She gets up to see what is going on, only to be greeted with a text from who? Molly, Little Miss Instigator. And it says, have you told her yet? And obviously Tessa is a little bit sussed out because you know, told me what? What is going on? Harden comes back and she's like, what? what is this? What? Like, huh? And he's like, why are you reading my phone? Don't worry about it. I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. Blah, blah, blah. And then <sighs> she agrees to stay at home. She's all irritated and like confused, rightfully so. She gets a text from 
whatever the tattoo guy's name is, and is like, yo, if you can come down, I can tell you what's going on, girl. And she comes down in the pouring rain, similar to the weather conditions I'm sitting in my car in as we record this podcast. But she goes down to be greeted by the squad. And then what happens, Katie? They pull out a video on Molly's Android phone and it is revealed that the whole thing was just a bet the entire time because they were like, wow, Harden Scott got denied by a girl? That never happened. So he's like, I bet I can't make her fall in love with me. And they're like, we'll make that bet. I don't really know what they were betting, but, you know, she's devastated because obviously she fell in in love with him. She got in this whole fight with her ex-boyfriend and her mom over him. And she's like destroyed. And then they both start crying outside. And it just gets really creepy and gross and this is what loops right back around to the literature class when Hardin says oh you can turn the attraction and turn it off like that Tess is horrified so she takes a bus back to her mommy's house and they patch things up as mothers and daughters do and then she also visits her old high school to run into cross-country star boyfriend Noah from the Ark where they are now officially BFFs forever she goes back to college to be greeted with a manila envelope or envelope depending on your preferences given to her by literature professor lady and I think this is after she has switched her major yes it is and in the folder she is given a picture and an essay and the picture is of the place that her and Hardin went swimming in and the lady professor person is like I believe this was written more for you than for me and it's this whole essay over love and stuff I don't know it was like I used to not believe in love and then I met her or something like that and so she goes back to the place that it all started she sits on the little dock thingy she looks out And he just sits right beside her, kind of creepy, and she just smiles, and she's content. This is what sets us up for what could be the second movie in this god-awful series. So, do you think there will be a second movie? Um, I I really don't think so. I don't think this... I I don't think this is going to be a big movie. It doesn't seem like it already was. And I think it was just a one-time thing. It happened. Nobody really wants a sequel. It kind of ended where it didn't really need one. We kind of know what's going to happen. But there's two more books. There, There's not six books. There's two more books and there's a prequel. Why did I think there was six? I swear someone said there were six. Maybe I'm just delirious. Maybe it's the NyQuil. Oh, did you hear that email notification? I heard that. Uh, I don't know if we missed this part, so I'm just going to quickly recap it. The wedding. Because that's kind of important, I guess. When, uh... Why do I keep wanting to call her Anna? Oh my god. Tesla and Harden roll up to the wedding reception. We learn a lot about Harden's past and his relationship with his father. And his dad, according to Harden, is, you know, this old drunk guy who just sort of walked out on him and his mom and made their lives super complicated because he got into a into a bit of a fracas with some guys at the local pub 
and they came in and roughed up Harden's mom, and a little eight-year-old baby boy wasn't able to do much. We don't know about the status of his... Uh, st- uh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, me too. We don't know about the status of his mom. Is she alive? Is she... Is she oh, my God. <laughs> I think I'm losing brain cells. I'm running out of oxygen in this car. Is she alive? Is she dead? Who's to say? Okay, since we've recapped that, should... We just go ahead and take a quizzy busy. Ready to take a quizzy busy? Okay, we'll do that. Okay, guys, we are taking a quiz titled Write Some Fanfic and We'll Reveal Which Famous Author You're Most Like. Your Harry Potter smut could be the next Hamlet. God, I love that. And this is from Alpha Bane, a community contributor. Thank you for contributing. What fandom are you writing for? supernatural hunting thing something about the family business i don't know it's been a long time since i've watched that show game of thrones very relevant right now downton abbey the hunger games harry potter or star wars so i have actually started watching game of thrones recently i got some free trials for hbo because i'm not paying for it and uh, it's not it's good. I have to admit, it's pretty good. I, I just, I have to admit it. It's good. It's a little confusing at times, but I mean, if you want to pay for the money or get the free trials, I recommend it. I think there's actually a college that gives their students a free HBO, whatever, so you can watch it for free, which is kind of interesting. But out of these, because I haven't seen the majority of these, I would say I'd probably pick Supernatural. I'm just going to pick, I love Harry Potter, but I'm going to pick Game of Thrones for now. You know, it's relevant. Maybe I just want to be a little relevant. What will your protagonist be like? Sassy, confident, charming, strange, passionate, or scrappy? Um, I think I want mine to be a little strange. Not going to lie. I was going to say sassy initially, but I think I'm leaning scrappy. I want someone who can handle themselves in a fight. That's cool. You got that. You need that in your fanfic. How long will your fanfic be? Just a one shot. I have not seen that word in years. <laughs> Ooh, just, it just takes me back. <laughs> Five to ten chapters. Eleven to thirty chapters. Thirty-one to fifty chapters. 51 plus chapters or it's part of a series you know i don't think i could write a whole series or even more than one chapter so i'm going with just a one shot same like that's the only thing i could realistically write what category will you tag it romance smut can i just say i used to read parody as uh parody parody (laughs) Horror. That's great. Drama or tragedy? Uh, I guess I'll just choose drama. Seems like what I would like most out of all of these. I would love to try my hand at some parody writing, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially with the state that Supernatural is in right now. I haven't followed it in a while, but it's at a point where this show should have ended a while ago. Isn't it going on like 15 seasons? I think so. That's a lot of seasons. Where will the story take place? A small community. 
a big city, nature, somewhere creepy, high society, a historically significant location. Well, if it's Game of Thrones, it would, out of all these, seem more like nature, I would think. So that's why I'm picking. I'm going to go somewhere creepy because, you know, we're dealing with supernatural beings. So Mm -hmm. maybe we're in a haunted house. What passionate review will one of your readers leave? I ship it so hard. No, I can't believe you killed him. Ugh, that cliffhanger update soon. Yes, she is such a queen. This is so creepy. OMG. Or, ugh, I want her life. I would love to do an, ugh, that cliffhanger update soon. You know, I think I'm going to pull a Stephanie Meyer, and during my parody, I'm going to gender bend this. I'm going to flip-flop it over, so I'm going to go, ugh, I want her life. Because it'll now be the Winchester sisters instead of the Winchester brothers, you know? Ooh, I love that. What will you title your fic? Journey. Twinkle. The air, as in H-E-I-R. Peaks and valleys. A dreary night or freedom secret. I think the air would be most appropriate for mine, considering Game of Thrones is all about trying to get that throne. Who is the rightful heir? I feel like this would be most appropriate. For some reason, I'm really leaning toward peaks and valleys. But not Twinkle. Twinkle just isn't doing it for me. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. I, what'd you get? I got Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, the creepiness. I got Charles Dickens. Wow, we're both classics. We are just some classics around here. Thank you guys for dealing with us, for listening, for just... I mean, if you're at this point, uh, congratulations, you win a cookie. What kind of cookie you want? You want chocolate chip? Peanut butter? What kind? We'll send it to you. Leave a review. Uh, Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Follow us on Twitter at Doll. And uh, check out our website that I promise I'm working on. I swear, I've said it in the past, but I'm actually working on it. It's okay, Taylor. CourageDollPodcast.wordpress.com And hope you guys stick around. Bye! Bye. Wow.